You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Life is full of amazing moments. Some make you laugh, some make you cry, and some are just downright brutal. I'm Rachel Burchett, and this is my Brutal Life. Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode. That's what I imagine they sound like. (laughs) Everybody, let's let's say hi to Rachel in three, two, one. Hi, Hi, Rachel. (laughs) I know this because I can look at your stats, and most of the listeners are female, so I feel like that was fair. They are. How are you, Mr. JG? I am well. Every time, not every time I come in, the studio is getting better and better and better and better. So Randy Renner, who's got scatter shooting, uh-huh. I'm on his, you know, I get to do his show too. He, he, this is his favorite thing to say is that everything's different. Every Something's different every time mm-hmm. it comes in. And I always tell him, well, it's because this is our test ground. We yeah. change things. Yeah. But I texted him after I made the changes this week. And I said, just so you know, when you come in this week, because he actually had come in yesterday. Normally uh-huh. this is his day. But I said, when you come in, the single biggest change from week to week will have occurred. It it's great. Did it's he, it's ha, nice. Has it? he seen it? Yeah, he can't. He, he, he loved it. Yeah. yeah. So, and you don't have your glasses on today. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're somewhere in the house. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see. Are you, are you having I mean, fingers? I'm holding it. Well, that was mean. <laughs> <laughs> just one middle finger. Jeez. Okay. You started off with eight, went to two, and went back to eight. So I wonder what the listeners think of you not wearing glasses. Uh, they hate it. I've, I've had email after email. They're like, don't not wear your glasses. I'm really? Like, no. <laughs> what? I'm, okay, so every once in a while I have blonde moments. Like, yeah, because they're all sitting there going, like, wait, wait, there's a video podcast? Have they looked him up? Are you guys on YouTube? I, I didn't did even know. I say my, our, our listeners you. love you. Some of them have crushes on you. Well. And so you probably man. have been stalked. Well, Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Except, ladies, I love you too. And you're married. I am married, yeah. To a feisty, but, beautiful redhead. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, I don't even process it. She just beat up anyway. I get more concerned about her going to jail for murder. That would be the thing. Because she just, you Yeah, know. I'll bail her out. Oh, not, not, not her. Lori. She's so sweet. Sweet Lori. Yeah. yeah so. Just like a bomb is sweet right up until you light the fuse. <laughs> no, she's got that, you know, that uh, mysterious just. <laughs> somberness about her yeah until you piss her off i'm telling you what it's <laughs> it's so funny because like i i mean i am such a terrible dude sometimes because we our bed was facing the other direction one like for the first half of living in this house mm-hmm. and i always i made her sleep closer to the door oh and what I, like, I i know what i told her was as i was like i feel like you can fight them off long enough <laughs> for me to get awake wait wait I sleep closest to the door. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but I think that's legit. I'm going to have to no. have a discussion no, now with my I, husband. It's a, it's a good thing. I've switched now. Since we have the dogs, it doesn't matter because they hold them off for long well, enough. Your dog will clearly eat the door down. Oh, yeah. I'm, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. So. No, but that was my thought. I mean, get the dogs and I go pick which gun I'm going to use. I like to think about it. I, you know, I want to be able to process it. Have you seen that Kevin Hart stand up where he's... He's hid guns all around his house and he gets broke, broken no, into. No, but I love oh this. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. I don't know which one it is, which stand-up, but yeah. He talks about hiding guns in his house. And it's a brilliant thing to do. You need to go, go I'm look gonna it watch up. It, it's, yeah. funny. it's funny. I want so. a new gun recently. Did I tell you this? Long, no. long story, but 
I want a, a heirloom gun. One, W-O-N? W-O-N. What? Really? Good I job. acquired through um, a game. A game? Yes. A contest, if you will. Okay. What kind of contest? One gun that... shooting? Sort of. Contest? Yeah. It had required no skill and all luck, but you like follow it. Like a video game? No. I am being cryptic on purpose. Okay. 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 But bingo. I will... You got it in bingo. I am happy to tell you, you the details when we are no longer broadcasting. Well, we are off air. <laughs> but suffice to say, for all the listeners who care, Colt 1911, um, Tallow Edition. Isn't there a group called Colt 45? There's a beer called I Colt 45, know. I think. There's a... There's yeah, probably a group. I'm sure there is. Why wouldn't there be? I don't know. I just had a flashback. So we better introduce our guests. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> the mysterious voice that you've been hearing uh, over here. I'm excited. I've known Danelle for a million years. Well, not quite a million. You just, say, my, say that. Danelle. Sorry. I'm like, I can't even talk. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I'd get you with that. Danelle. Danelle Rush is our guest uh, today. If you've listened to her, she's been on several she's well she's been on my pocket my podcast twice yeah. conversations um and and i've always referred to her as danelle yeah uh-huh. um but her name is danelle danelle and he's the only one that says it that way and i've just left it i'm like you know it's just it's jeremy yeah it's, <laughs> he's known you for a million it's, years yeah he, it's been exactly no i've had to i i said to, to jeremy I said how does she because my daughter's name is danielle d-a-n-i-e-l-e danielle which is your name for most people who meet you yep. for the first yeah. Time. yeah i would have totally said danielle and then I heard him say it, and I said, how do you pronounce her name? And he said, Danelle. And I went, oh, that's going to trip with my brain. And so he did me a solid there leading in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd throw it out yeah. there. He did me Most people that do know me call me Danelle. Danelle. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say, I said this one time um, it, with a group of people. I said, I, I think I identify more with Danelle mm-hmm. than Danelle which Danelle is my original Real name. name. And they were cracking up and they're like, so you identify? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. When da- my Danielle used to teach in a learning center and she now directs at Kids Point Learning Center, um, her kids called her Danny Nell. Aww. Danny Nell, yeah. So that kind of stuck for a while. I grew up most of my life as Jeremy, so... Jeremy, yeah, because yeah, nobody be. bothered. I, dude, I don't like saying my name. It's so much effort. Jeremy. <laughs> Have you it's had easy. Jeremy? I mean, it's like... Oh, it's so annoying. I have to say it on scatter shooting all the time. But my my name is hard, Rachel Burchett. Well, if, if you, you do the if whole you thing, if you pronounce the ch hard, yeah. Well, yeah, but if Rachel you just Burchett. but if you just it's like, hey, Rach, that's easy. Yeah, it's a lot of so people say easy, Rach. Right? Yeah. And Rach. I mean, I'm Jer. A lot of people call me Jer. JG. JG. I'm I'm JG for a lot of people, which yeah. is I like that. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'm already having a rose, a time. A rose by any other name. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And so this is my brutal life. Yes. Podcast. And I, well, I can tell you how I met you. All right. Let me tell you how I met you. I can tell our <laughs> listeners. Tell me, yeah. You can tell me. I don't know. I mean, I, I think know. I remember. I, I was kind of there, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see if I was awake or asleep um, at the uh, webcast. The pod shop? Pod, pod shop. shop. Yep. Same thing. Webcast, yep. pod, pod shop. shop. Um, pod yeah. shop makes me think of pot shop. That's why I just say. Uh, that's why I was calling it that. I hope to get more people at the pod shop. <laughs> pod shop. Pod shop. Yeah. yeah I, you had um, brought her up in my world. You'd highlighted her. Mm-hmm. And then she and I connected at the pod shop. Pod shop 21. Yes. 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 And then we connected and scheduled. So, so this is my brutal life. 
and yes. welcome. I love the name of this. Thank you. Can it, you identify with it? Yes, I can. You can. For sure. Yeah. At first I thought it was, you know, of course, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I paid closer attention <laughs> <laughs> and realized it was beautiful and then listening to your podcast, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that is like, I mean, the perfect way to describe life at times. Because not very many or, people realize that they have a beautiful story. Yeah. My scripture that has always stuck with me for years. I think it's Revelations 12 2 will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And a testimony is a testimony where it's been brutal and God mm -hmm. has shown up and there's something beautiful for sure attached to it. So, um, tell me a little bit about your story. Um, which one? The beautiful one. <laughs> <laughs> there's several of those. Um, I'm, oh, I'm trying to think like, um, I mean, there's stories, you know, when I was younger, there's the stories about um, understanding the love of God mm -hmm. that changed me. And then there's stories now, you know, like, and that's, I think that's what's so great um, in testimonies and things because uh, there's so many different periods, so many different circumstances, so many things to share that you can, different people relate with. Mm -hmm. Like one, one of my stories someone may relate to but then the other one another person relates right. to and i think that you know is a great thing in life to be able to do like you don't it's not always this one magnitude mm -hmm. story mm -hmm. there's different stories because there's different situations that occur right. right throughout life and you come out of one season that has a has a handful of stories yes. into another season that the stories are still creating and yes. and developing but you i think what caught me a little bit about hearing a little bit about your story is you used to have spiritually wounded right podcast yes. and it now it's redux church redux which church, is different a little different and same. then it's kind of rolled into this one right a lot of people that end up coming on this podcast have backgrounds where they've either been hurt by the church or was disappointed by the church the church didn't meet, the, meet their expectations yes yeah can you identify with that yes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was in ministry for about 15 years mm -hmm. um and so there is there is the good the bad and the ugly in ministry mm -hmm. and um i i would i was at um i think okay so i'm trying to decide where to go with this but uh i don't want to present like the church is this awful place like you that's know, my that, i'll do that that's my yeah <laughs> you do what you i'll take yeah. care of that um because there there is still a, a good in the church yes. you know and mm -hmm. there's good people in the church mm -hmm. and it just gets there's good leaders in the church not, to, not to misrepresent my normal thing yeah right but there are good leaders in the church yep. too i, I yeah. think the church is is the collective is the problem you know, a lot of times, a great example, and I don't mean to just jump in on this, but um, I remember going to different board meetings over the years, right? I, multiple churches. And I'm, I'm in these board meetings and everyone talks and says their stuff mm -hmm. and then they leave and say different things to, yes. to me. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, but wait a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the goal of this collective leadership yeah. body mm -hmm. was to be honest, open, vulnerable, yeah. real, mm -hmm. so that we can make good godly decisions. Yeah. And instead you did what you thought you were supposed to say and do, and then left there to tell me, I guess, cause I had that kind of way about me They decided to tell me yeah. that, you know, totally different things. And now I'm stuck with that data. 
Yeah. Right. And I'm, what do I do with that? Right. I'm on staff yeah. at a church knowing that the leadership thinks one thing yeah. but has said another and trying to bridge the gap between those mm-hmm. two things is, is my mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. which always got me into trouble. But Yeah. And I know for me, like there was a desire to be, I call it hot. So I learned it from a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, Cam. Um, Cam I, Allard? Yes. I love Cam. Yes. I haven't seen Cam since I was 17, but I think she's great. She's great. She's great. <laughs> Who is so, Cam? I went to school with her and her husband, Luke. Oh, okay. And they were in choir with me and Lori. So gotcha. to my knowledge, we're the only couples that were dating in our high school, our graduating time frame, mm-hmm. um, who are still married. Wow. And we were dating, you know, the four of us. Yeah. We never double dated, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so she <laughs> talked about being hot uh-huh. and it's honest, open, and transparent. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I love it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so when someone is being honest, open, and transparent, I'll, I'll say you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a lot of you're fun with it. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable when she said that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Okay, first, thank you. But I don't know if you should say that. <laughs> That's why we have a camera now in the studio. That, that, mm. Not that. That's not why. But we do have a closed circuit. Uh, I was going to say, is it runny? So do they really know yeah. you don't have glasses? Well, nobody. Yeah, it's not online. But my wife can log in anytime she wants. Aww. That's wonderful. That's cool. That's wonderful. I know. It sounds because like you have to be <laughs> open, open, honest, honest and, and transparent. transparent. Go. I got to be hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if, if people aren't open and honest and transparent, you're working on a foundation of... Um, lies would be a strong word. But yeah. you, you go to board meetings like that or any, any if your household is ran like that or if your church is ran mm-hmm. like that or if your relationship, I say one thing to you and walk away and do another. Yeah, There is nothing to be built on except lies and eventually yeah. it's all going to come crashing down. Exactly. It is, again, vulnerability begets vulnerability. If the pastor or you go to your children to have a conversation and we sit, we're being vulnerable and they're not or we they're pretending they are yeah i have i have been in relationships where there's pretend vulnerability mm-hmm. and it is it's nauseating it is nauseating because mm-hmm. you walk out thinking that was so good that was so good we connected we had great conversation it makes you feel like a fool yes it's yeah. the it's yeah. the wizard behind the curtain in wizard of oz mm-hmm. yeah because you don't you think you're dealing with this, but all the while that's controlling the system. You think you're dealing with, because no, we know each other. We were vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. But then when the heat gets turned up, they're not with you. They weren't vulnerable. They really weren't, they weren't their true self. Mm. Yeah. So I, I going to the meetings, you know, staff meetings, board meetings, um, all those that there was always a desire to be, hot to be honest open and transparent and so at times you know you and maybe you guys can relate this you drop that a little bit Mm -hmm. and then something happens and so there's a fear that begins to not be hot with people yeah right yeah To, to not be vulnerable because if i've done that once and i've gotten burned the there's gonna be a huge reluctancy to do it again yeah and then you end up quietly and covertly training yourself to self-protect yeah and that's where a lot of people make inner vows and the bible says we're not supposed to 
make self-proclaimed promises to ourselves, but we'll go, I will never do that again. Right. If I'm genuinely vulnerable in this relationship and you're not, but I think you are and you're playing me and you making me think you're vulnerable mm -hmm. and then you hurt me. I'm working you for free haircuts. You're working. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Oh shoot! I thought you were being honest. Hot. I thought you were being hot. No, just the haircuts. But if, and then you turn around, and I find out that you weren't really genuinely vulnerable. The are vulnerable. The temptation, the human nature, the human heart goes. I will never do that mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And if you've ever said, anybody that's listening to my podcast, if you've ever said, I will never, or that will never happen to me, that is a self-proclaimed vow, and you end up lassoing your thing your life to the thing you vowed you'd never do. Mm -hmm. So then you keep getting hurt all over again because- It's Groundhog Day. You yeah. keep it replaying is. that same it thing over, over and, and over. over and over and over again. Yeah. And you keep thinking, see, everybody out there is like that. And, yeah. and, and it's like, it, it's also becomes a self-fulfilling thing because yeah. you're projecting that, you're projecting mm -hmm. the presumption that this is gonna happen mm -hmm. again. And eventually people just go, I guess I'm supposed to be a liar because that's what they think. Right. And I have a tendency to just now in my life, I just blurt out what I absolutely think right there in the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you don't like it. I mean, I'm, I'm sensitive to people, but I think when it's with people I'm trying to have good, deep mm -hmm. relationships with, I'm just gonna say it. And I mean, I, had a, I have a great friend that, that I do this to all the time. And the poor guy, I feel, he caught me at the wrong time in my life is the problem <laughs> because he said something to me one time and I texted him back. I said, just so you know, I don't feel like you're being 100% honest with me. I think you're lying about this. Mm, <laughs> and I just said boom, that. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm really not. Here's this. And so there was something really wonderful that happened in that exchange mm -hmm. because yeah. when I said that to him, I threw it out there, right? I risked our relationship yep. to be open and honest with him about how I felt. Mm -hmm. What I didn't let that do is then fester, right? I didn't yes. just walk away thinking that. I said that to him so that he could have a chance to equally respond. Right. And he said, no, here's what it was. This is, and he said, I'm telling you the truth. Well, he could have still lied to me at that point, mm -hmm. but my point, I mean, he didn't. Like, I don't feel like he did at right. all. But it took that moment, and our relationship grew because of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the thing that people really underestimate is your, your relationships are gonna get better or, or worse. Yes. They're not gonna just stay. No. Yeah. And the way they get better is that those kind of crappy moments. You risked it, is what yeah, you sure. did. Yeah. And had you not risked it, risked it, the key thing is it was fest. It was going to fester. Yeah, it absolutely would have been. Yeah. And the festering is where we get our soul gets wounded, yeah. our heart gets wounded, and it's where bitterness comes in. It's where inner vows come in. It's where I'm not trusting anyone anymore. Nobody's genuine. Can we, you know? And so you start stacking. You do. You do. And you. Value, when you value people and yourself, it's like, I'm not gonna let that stay. You actually valued him enough to say, hey, boom. Yeah. I think you're, I don't think you're being honest. I think you're lying about this or whatever it yeah. is. Unfortunately yeah. for him, I do that like all the time. But. Now you probably can't, now you probably can't. <laughs> uh. And that's what I loved about Jeremy when we oh. started working together mm -hmm. is this this guy was genuine, he was authentic. Yep. And um, I could be genuine and authentic with him mm -hmm. and man look at what that connection has done yeah you know far it, it it's a lifetime connection yeah not just a connection as long as we're working in the same space you know what i mean yeah it's right. the same thing with goes me and that. jeremy when we worked together it was i it, there was a genuine uh spiritual likeness and we had the same um way of caring for people the same verbiage we could connect 
and then life happened and we all we all transitioned but there was always that if i knew i needed jeremy and Lori, they would be yeah they would be there um and then life has this way when life wants you together you're gonna find a way back together yeah. to build together <clears throat> yeah so and i and man i mean what would that look like if leaders in the church started first and doing that mm. similar to what mm-hmm. jeremy had done when i was working with with him mm-hmm. and what what could that build and i don't think it necessarily when we're talking about being open and maybe it does a little bit open honest and transparent i don't think it's like you come and like <laughs> vomit yeah all the time everything but just like you said to come out and say i don't think you're being honest mm-hmm. or to be honest and say i don't know that i agree with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but there's when you're in those meetings it's almost and you, and you guys tell me if i'm wrong let's be hot Open right honest. now don't worry but when i will you're tell in you those meetings there's this pullback of um not wanting to say that and disrupt the atmosphere of what's going on <clears throat> what's the difference between jeremy's not a peacekeeper <laughs> there he's you a go. peacemaker yes, there's the word right there <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah he's a peacemaker yeah. and in my life i've been both yeah i've been times where i've been like, no i'm gonna risk it because the bible says we're supposed to go after peace <laughs> we're supposed to hunt it yeah mm. we're supposed to pursue it and peacekeepers don't do that yeah. it's just i'm just gonna not gonna rock the boat i'm just gonna sit here but then they walk away and things fester yeah. peace and I, and i respect the concept behind peacekeeping like it's it's a it's a gentle mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. but um if would you say Lori is that way to a degree i would Until say Lori absolutely used to be that way okay she's gone through some really amazing paradigms in the last year mm-hmm. and a half two years and uh i didn't know how i was gonna like it mm-hmm. um because i could see it happening but um i love it i mean i i, I and I love it because it has nothing to do with me, none of my yeah. influence. It's her own experiences and her mm-hmm. resolve. Um, she's been posting things on Facebook and I've been being snarky on the comments because <laughs> mostly because I tend to try to balance things, right? Yeah. So she'll come in hard and like, I think my last comment, she said something relatively hard and I said, do you see what I have to live with? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, I think the thing about peacekeeping versus peacemaking is peacekeeping is fake, it's false. It's not real and it's not last. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not something you can count on. Mm-hmm. And it, it really becomes an incredibly selfish thing. I'm going to keep peace because it makes me feel better. That's good. And then when I leave, I don't really care what happens. Yeah. A peacemaker says, I'm going to risk all of you hating me to make sure you don't hate each other. That's and, so good. And that's, mm-hmm. unfortunately, in a lot of ways for me, that's been my experience where I end up finding myself on the outside of some of these circles Mm -hmm. but those circles have become much tighter because i I like to say it too like this i want to force people to say what they really believe Mm -hmm. and when that happens then you definitely know if you're walking with somebody you want to walk with yeah Yeah. that's very good and just getting them to say it is so hard yeah Mm -hmm. and and i mean there's been times where i've made someone stay up late because i know they're going to be more vulnerable and oh <laughs> you know? yeah and yeah. so you're, you're like okay and then you ask the question at 11 30 after you've had dinner and now what it's a totally different answer yep. the on the one hand i'm super frustrated and irritated by that because mm-hmm. i'm like dear god man because you have not said this at 8 30 <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. why did we have to wait five hours for you right. to get honest with right. me but it's but it's, you know 
getting them to say at the right time there's that let's say dinner was 8 30 they say at 11 30 <laughs> it's building equity yeah and the vows that they have probably made if i get vulnerable with you again if i really want to make peace here i got to say some hard things mm-hmm. and i've done that before and it's bit me in the tail sure beep yeah. you, you forgot to beep me i was oh, gonna tell yeah <laughs> <Tail>. <laughs> my, my brain went beep on my we can't say it's <laughs> on this network <laughs> <laughs> and so here they are but then there's always that there's always something working in you Jeremy that and I think anybody who knows Holy Spirit that's bringing it's always he's always setting these foundations of comfort for somebody to mm. risk being vulnerable again yeah and to because he wants peace makers is what Holy Spirit wants. he needs more people to lean in and go it's okay for mm-hmm. you to tell me how you really feel I'm not going to get offended yeah you know? yeah well you start yeah. by telling things that it would nobody else would tell yeah. right I mean like yeah. and you and I get burned by it I mean mm-hmm. I totally do I my my uh view on scripture often gets scrutinized and mm-hmm. um and I always tell people I'm like look I mean it's a fluid thing yeah, it, <laughs> it is it may shift mm-hmm. but um, but what I find so interesting is I've shared that view many times and I find church leaders moving toward that mm-hmm. because it's a hard thing to argue against mm-hmm. when I share my heart about mm-hmm. it. Um, and then it causes them to jack with their paradigm. But that's the other thing, right? People get so uncomfortable if you, their faith, see the, the thing is so many people's faith is in what they believe, not in who they believe. Mm-hmm. And so when- Ooh, that was really good. Well, say it again. <laughs> say that one more time. So many people's faith is in what they believe rather than who they believe. Amen. And so mm-hmm. when somebody comes in and challenges what you believe, mm-hmm. yeah. Now all of a sudden you're literally telling them their God doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they respond in kind. But if you if they have begun to understand that, you know what? <laughs> you're probably wrong. It's a real simple thing. I know I'm probably wrong about 90% of what I believe in spiritual things. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I didn't believe hardly anything like I do now 20 years ago. Yeah. And I probably won't believe like I do now 20 years from now. Right. So it's stupid for me to hold on so tightly. It's my 38 special theology. Right. Hold on loosely, don't let go. Well, (laughs) that's a very good song. (laughs) I might put it with this podcast. (laughs) I think, but I think it's so funny because we tend to forget that God is God and he controls what wisdom is released on this earth when it's released. Right. There's more wisdom sure. on this earth now than there was 10 years ago. And 10 year, look at where we've come. Yeah. And so I believe 100% in 10 years, 20 years, we're going to think completely different. Yeah. Why? Because God has, yes, has, um, I was listening to your podcast with Johnny Yulin on hearing the voice of God and you, the scripture says, um, God will give you the desires mm-hmm. on heart and how he flipped that for you. Yeah. And I've, I've seen it get a third way. And it was when God will give me the desires of my heart and he starts communicating to me through my desires. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I'm like, he starts leading you. He starts leading me through my desires. It's good, right? (laughs) Yes. We're looking at each other because that is my favorite thing. Is is it desire? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not scripture and stuff. And so I dug into desire, and I've Mm -hmm. said this on some of the other podcasts, but it means of the Father. Oh my gosh! See wisdom. Yeah. Yes. And so in life coaching, which is what Uh I do now, that's what I'm getting after is those desires Mm -hmm. but you have to to get there you have to be open honest and transparent yeah 
you have to be vulnerable yes and that's what i'm pulling out of them and let's let's get honest yes you know let's get open let's get vulnerable and Mm -hmm. see what those desires are because they are not wrong (laughs) no they're not and what i have come to realize in my transition journey is a lot of people like don't really I'll, i'll tell my clients think back when you were a little girl what did you desire what did you desire because long before we could pray Long before, as a little girl, long before I could pray, long before I could read my Bible, long before I could worship, long before I could get wise counsel, I had all other weird ways. Yeah. Yes. Desires. Desires. You can watch children play and they're going to gravitate to what they desire. Yeah. One child's going to go to toys or trucks. One child's going to go to construction tools. Another child's going to go to baby dolls. Another child's going to go to... That is their desires. And I was God the kid that went to other kids. The, <laughs> <laughs> play, what are you playing with? Play? Let's do that. <laughs> That's good. That makes sense. Yeah. But we're born, we come from heaven in the presence of the Father to this earth with those desires on the that's why i tell people god has been talking to you since the day Mm -hmm. you were born through your desires and so when we get to be adults and life gets crappy and it throws all this stuff in we forget we had those so you go back to those things that you desire and you start paying attention to why did i like this why did i why did i have a desire to really like palm trees Mm -hmm. and i started looking into what palm trees look like and they they mean so much. I identified with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so the God starts talking to me through my desires. Yeah. There's a purpose in the desires. Yes. For sure. Yes. In that, and that is a, um, before I really realized that was a question I started asking people, um, to try and get them to be honest, to mm-hmm. be open, you know, in these meetings, in these staff meetings, mm-hmm. in these leaders meetings with the teams that I had led is starting there because what you what you what I had witnessed is and you guys have probably seen it too is a leader in the church is saying this this vision this mission you know all the all those things but then they're kind of walking in a different way (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and you're like why why aren't you doing that it's because the desire in their heart it's, they're, yeah, it's they're has, doing their yeah, desire. They're doing their desire, whether yeah. they know it or not. But they're saying something different. Yeah, but they're saying, and this well, is well, the they're thing. saying what they think they're that the church yeah. is is needing or wanting or supposed to mm-hmm. say, or yeah. what the board is wanting mm-hmm. them to say. But there is this deep desire. But what is so interesting that I've seen with meeting with clients is when you get to the desire, you, you begin to unite what the ministry is with what is deep inside you Mm -hmm. in doing that and where you go the ministry is going to go so why not get real honest with yourself and find out where where it's going yeah that's good and get honest in those teams i love being a part of watching you work with someone of course i love when we get together and talk through some stuff but um the thing that's cool like i worked with danelle as, I don't even remember when, when we started working together, but I, I realized this, I wanted to do some work with young adults and she was the young adults, uh, or next gen pastor, I guess it was called. So that was under her jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So I asked about it and, and we worked together on it. And what was so awesome is like this first process, she really innately pulls the desire out of you. Mm. So it's part of her gift set. Part and of her it, desire is to pull desires. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was so f- interesting for me as, cause of how I'm wired. I, 
I was curious about that gift, like how she used it. And so while it was helping me in my process, I was also very much intrigued and observing mm-hmm. that. And so I love what she does today. And I'd recommend to anybody listening to, to get with her and make an appointment because one of the coolest things is we have a difficult, difficult time really trusting our desire. I agree with that. And so mm-hmm. what Danelle can do is help if she builds trust because of how you get there. Mm-hmm. We just go with, well, I'm supposed to do this and I want to do this. I can't really say out loud that I want to do this because it doesn't fit this, this thing over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So but what she, if it did? Well, that's just it. When you start realizing that it does, the Stream Grace Network you know, she helped me build all of it. Like we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are without me meeting with her and her pulling out of me what I really want. Mm. What do I really want is to give Rachel Burchett a voice. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I have a voice. I'm going to talk no matter what, whether it's on a mic mm-hmm. or just to people. But I want people who have a word from God to get it out and to help people find and fulfill their God-given destiny. To do that this happens to be the platform. I don't care if it's podcasting. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be, this is the route that God's taking me to mm-hmm. do this. But um, my goodness, to be able to to be liberated, and I'm the kind of guy that's gonna do that without the help, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But literally, I think, I think meeting with Danelle pushed me probably 10 months further in a matter of two meetings mm. than I would have been by myself. And uh, and I never knew how to quantify that. That's why I love right. what she's doing right. now. Cause I, how do I tell that to somebody? Right. You know? Right. So anyway, I just so think- what are you doing now? So I'm doing I'm doing life coaching. Okay. Um so I'm helping people that, you know, the you've got this dream, you've got this vision, you got this desire, mm-hmm. you know, goals, whatever it is, there's something that you're moving towards, mm-hmm. but you hit these obstacles. Yeah. Right? That stop you, that hold you back, that and so coaching them is um, identifying where you truly are going mm-hmm. and then what is holding you back and what needs what, what do you need to do to overcome that mm-hmm. and strengthening that in them to see that one, you can overcome it and two, where you're going is absolutely wonderful yeah. and they're, don't be afraid, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I was gonna say too, that with Jeremy, working with Jeremy, like it was um, so neat to see someone receptive that is willing to be vulnerable on working on that project and it coming out and but I will what I'll say is I was try that with other people and um it doesn't always go that way right so one time I, I asked somebody what is your heart for this ministry <laughs> mm-hmm. and it that like it was like deers deer in the headlights yeah. and like well I mean you why are you just asking me that question right here on the spot you haven't even given me time to think about that and you know and the, <laughs> well, you've been doing it for 10 years yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and they, and they had they had been doing it a really mm-hmm. long time um and it was just this defensiveness and this um almost anger that came out for how dare you even ask me that question Wow. You know? When she asked me a question like that and I don't know the answer, I go, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's literally like, I don't know what. And then, but the, what's the next step, right? She starts asking me different questions that pull out. Because yeah. I do know. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's there. Yeah. You just haven't been asked yes. enough questions to oh pull my it forward. Gosh. It it's, hasn't hit 1130 yet. I know. It's, it's almost to... like targeted therapy. <laughs> it's like, you, you know, therapy with the purpose to accomplish a goal right. beyond myself. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, it's awesome. So how, yeah. did you, how did you fall into this? Uh, into coaching? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't know that I fell into it. I think it was coming all along. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the the work in ministry and um, 
different other things in my life that have taken place have all trained and developed me to be the coach that I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I definitely started becoming more aware of it, working with Jeremy on the leadership project Mm -hmm. and a project that we were doing and seeing like, wow, like how this can really go when someone is truly wanting to get to the best of it. Yes. Is that the right way yeah, to say yeah, that? So, right. yeah. um, and it intrigued me. And then um, after, after I went through a transition out of ministry and thought that I would be working in ministry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and me too. Me too. <laughs> who, who hasn't? Right? I'm not yeah. there yet. <laughs> Uh, stay strong <laughs> stay strong Rach. i'm working on the fringes that's for yeah. sure and um asking god what i was doing next and he showed me several things of what was going to happen next in pieces mm-hmm. of leading up to life coaching and um one of the things was um i'm sorry i'm drawing a blank you're all right so, <laughs> well, I mean, you, go ahead. I was well, you had think, COVID brain, as we heard yes, you say earlier. <laughs> yes, I have COVID brain. Just recently recovering from COVID, and man, I I ask you know, God, like, how long am I gonna feel stupid? <laughs> so. Well, I was gonna say I identify with um, you saying it's been there all along. When it's I, been there all along because I've oh that's I've what counseled. I was yeah. go no go you got it's your, so all along I was already doing the things that he was wanting me to do as a life coach. Yeah. And and I've said this before, like the three E's. He was always showing me the three E's, encourage, equip, and empower mm-hmm. for how to lead teams, for connecting with people, mm-hmm. to counsel people. It was always these three E's that I had written in multiple places yeah. all throughout the years. Yeah. And he took me back and said, this is what, what you're, you're doing. doing. So I have been doing it all along. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's kind of like the starving artist. Yeah. They've been drawing all along. They just didn't think they could ever make a living of it. Yeah. Is no. it fair to say you had to do to yourself what you try I to did. do for others? Yes. Yeah. So everything I, I do with my clients, mm-hmm. I walked myself through. Mm-hmm. Or God's showed me how to walk myself through. Um, and it's kind of a shortcut because I've been through it. So now I can yeah. walk them through it. When I got into ministry, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. None. I didn't either. And I had a background. <laughs> I, swear, I totally knew what I was yeah. doing. <laughs> and I wanted so bad to learn it. Yeah. And that was the thing about ministry that was so frustrating to me is their expectations were so high, yeah. but the equipping was so low. low. Mm-hmm. Like, here, hey, meet the standard, but you're not going to be trained mm-hmm. or given mm-hmm. resources to meet the standard. I always mm-hmm. felt bad for anybody, for kids pastors, youth pastors, anybody who had a congregation. because I'm as a worship leader I just got to make sure we don't suck I mean and that's not I mean that's pretty easy I never I had never even wrote a sermon I'd never I I haven't been to any school nothing yeah and I was just here you're gonna teach I'm like well you just get up there and talk you just get yeah but then I wasn't this girl then yeah (laughs) I embellished several stories but but I mean when you think about the youth pastors the kids pastors all those different Mm -hmm. pastors um if they don't grow their flock they fail they yeah right it's this measurable and they're fired metric well yeah and Mm -hmm. and I remember a, a, a youth pastor asking uh me what my metric for success was for him and I said, I'm not going to know you're successful for four years. Mm-hmm. I said, my metric for success is that the kids that you have in, with, with you 
continue to have a relationship with Jesus after you after don't the have them. Mm-hmm. And I said, and we won't know that until right. you've had them for four yeah, years. Right. And I said, really, I, I will. And I said this, I said, if I see, I mean, if you're doing the same thing I've seen for the last 25 years, then I'm not, I'm going to be skeptical. I'll say right. that because mm-hmm. I know what that gives us. Right. And, but that's really the reality. To yeah. me, it's not about numbers. It's about, does this person have an active relationship with God after you're not mm-hmm. part? Because in the church, I mean, that's the group that just leaves in yeah. droves, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway. So I was having to figure out like, okay, they say, well, what's the vision for the ministry? Well, how do you find out the vision for the ministry? You know, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to figure that out. You know, what what is the goals? You know, every year they wanted you to set goals for the mm-hmm. ministry. Well, how do you define those goals? Mm-hmm. You know, so all this stuff I've taken myself through to figure out how do you do those things? And now when I meet with clients, Mm -hmm. I just ask them questions that help me discover what they were when I was doing it to discover it in themselves. That's so good. And that was one of the biggest things that I I witnessed is the answers are already in them. Mm -hmm. The answers were already in me Mm -hmm. because God's developing, training you all throughout. From the day you were born. But by Mm -hmm. being open, honest, and transparent, Mm -hmm. you're able to to discover them through those questions. That's so good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. How could somebody get a hold of you? Uh, you could go to my website, danellerush.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's spelled, well, it's spell it, so it's not yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. D-A-N-E-L-L-E yeah. rush.com. And, and you could contact me on there. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being open, honest, and transparent. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, podcast listeners, for being here with us. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of My Brutal Life. Share this episode and share Stream Grace Network. Thank you and have a wonderful evening. See you. Bye.